Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. FOMO. My name's Patrick McGinnis, and I'll admit it, I have FOMO. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you do too. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you learn to channel your FOMO productively, you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process. This is FOMO Sapiens After Hours, the snackable show about how you can make FOMO a force for good. Hey there, FOMO Sapiens. Welcome back to another episode of After Hours. Now, last week, we had John Levy on talking about just how to be an influencer and connect with people, which has been an ongoing theme this season because, let's face it, we all need a little help right now. We will have more of that coming later in the season. But for now, I just want to talk a little bit about what we talked about in the episode and how I sort of I sort of encounter those things in real life. But before I do that, I want to tell you about my dream. I had a dream, a dream that says a lot about where my mental state is right now. And I just want to put it out there because I think, I don't know, I had a stress dream that explains uh, I guess a lot about where I guess my my just sort of like level of stress and where I'm focusing and all that sort of stuff is. So let me just share it with you. I had a dream the other night and I have a recurring stress dream that I'm in my high school in Sanford, Maine, and that I was terrible at math in high school. I really struggled and that I had to um, basically I'm, I, I have an exam, a math exam to take, but I've never attended the classes and I can't find the books. And I so that's not going to be good, right? It's going to be a big probably like a 23 or something, probably lower. I don't know. But I had a dream the other night that I was in a university setting and I was in the front row of the class and I was trying to pay attention, but I wasn't even sure why I was there. I had never attended any of the classes before. I hadn't been studying. And by the way, I was the guy who studied. I would be ready for the test three days before. I had a rule. If you cannot be ready three days before, you are not ready. So I was very Mr. Overprepared. And here I am about to take an exam. I'm, I think it was a midterm in this dream and I haven't studied at all. And on top of that, the professor came up to me and she said, Patrick, I've been pulling the rest of the students in the class, every class, and we vote on who is the least focused, least attentive person in the class. And you, you, my friend, have been voted the least focused, least attentive person. And I turned to her and this is the part where I'm like, oh, goodness gracious, what is going on in my head? I said, well, professor, you know, that's really cool because I actually invented the word FOMO. So it really goes with what I'm doing in the rest of my career. And she sort of was like, get out of here. And so I think that I'm going to just be very honest what two things I think. Number one, I can tell I'm there's so much happening right now going from zero to 100 that I am definitely dropping things alongside the road. So there's just things that I'm not responding to or answering. I'm just not able to do it all. And I haven't yet redeveloped the sense of like what to triage. And so I'm feeling very overwhelmed, just like I did with that test in the dream. And second is so much of the things that I'm doing really relate to sort of building upon the work that I'm doing in FOMO. And so there's a lot of different projects happening, which I will not get into here until they happen because, you know, I don't want to put it out there if it's not going to happen. But uh, I just feel like I'm sort of leveraging all this stuff back into some of the other things I'm doing in my career. So I'm always thinking creatively when somebody says you have FOMO, but like, well, you know, it's good. We can use that here or there. So that's, I think, okay. It's creative, but 
I don't know. I, I, I actually, um, I'm going to take a mental health day tomorrow just to sort of level set myself and get caught up and not be freaking out. Tudo bem, meus queridos fomos sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, let's get to the question of influence. So John, who we had on the show last week, as he talked about, does these influencer events, and I actually spoke at one of them, I guess in the summer of 2020, sort of deep into the period of quarantine or when we were sort of getting out of it a bit in New York, but still pretty locked down. And I had attended a few of his events and they're amazing. He gets these amazing guests. And so he kind of, you go into this event and then you have some small group things where you talk to people. And I met some really fun people. I met the guy, Peter Segal, who's from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR. I met Dr. Emily Balchettis, who came on the podcast. So I met her at one of those events. I met a woman called Robin Bronk, and Robin is going to come on the show later. And she runs an organization called the Creative Coalition. I'll tell you more about in a minute. But when you get into these small groups at John's events, and this is on Zoom, obviously, you're like six or seven people, you're supposed to introduce yourself and you're supposed to, you know, say something impressive. You can brag a little. And so as somebody who, does a bunch of different things. And oftentimes it's really complicated to explain what I do. I have had to learn how to do that. And so I always lean in, of course, you know, predictably, as I've just told you from my dream, I say, you know, I'm Patrick McGinnis. I do venture capital. I have a podcast. I write some books, but you know, my claim to fame is I invented the word FOMO and people always smile and light up and, you know, it just is like a moment. And then you have a connection with people. So I have learned that is a very powerful way to introduce myself unless people have heard of it. And then they're just sort of like, why is this guy talking about a word he invented? I get that. However, most people do know it and it is a wonderful way to start a relationship or a friendship with people. And so I sort of saw the power of that during these these different meetings. And so because I started talking with Robin about this and she was super interested, the Creative Coalition is this wonderful organization that lobbies on behalf of the arts in Washington. And it's a bunch of amazing creative type people, whether it's actors or or writers or showrunners out in Hollywood and in New York. And so she invited me to this really cool event that was for the inauguration. That's their big fundraiser uh, every year. And so we, we, I, I went into this event and we did small groups just like we did at John's and I used the same intro and that's how I met Sammy Gale who came on the show. So, you know, she's an actress and, and, and she's a producer and she does all this crazy stuff. And because I gave her sort of an area of, of, I guess, interest to her or something that, that she could latch onto, we started chatting and then we started chatting in the Zoom about some common interests around podcasts and, you know, I invited her on the show. And so my point here is that the introduction that you make is really important because some people get into these rooms and they're like, well, my name is Fred and I live in 
California and I have a dog and I, you know, that's kind of it. That is not, you're not giving people much. Maybe the dog thing is an area of common interest, but having a pithy 10 to 20 second introduction about you with something interesting about you, all of us have something interesting, all of us do, that allows the conversation to flow from there. And then listening to others' peoples and then trying to find ways to connect with them, that is the secret. And so this has been incredible because because of Robin, and I've gotten to know Robin well, and she's she's amazing, and as you'll see later, when she comes on the show later this year, uh, I've been able to work with the Creative Coalition, actually spend a day lobbying on Zoom, members of Congress on behalf of the National Endowment for the Arts, and I got to meet Jason Alexander and Alyssa Milano and Mylin Robinson, uh, who was on the show Unicorns, who similarly, she's interested in entrepreneurship. We ended up connecting offline and having a Zoom to talk about that. So it's just incredible how... All of these things, even in a pandemic, you can build a cool network. And the great thing about the pandemic network building is because of Zoom, you don't have to just meet people in a room. You can meet them in a Zoom. I just invented that little term. And so you can really build out your network across uh, different industries and different parts of the world. And so I would just encourage you, it all comes back to, I really believe it comes back to knowing how to introduce yourself. And so this is the point of this of this sort of episode of After Hours, just to give you five tips when you're networking either in Zoom or in person that will help you to be impactful and meet cool people. So number one is, I've just said it, but I'm going to say it again, know your story. Everybody has something interesting. Maybe it's something you did in your work. Maybe it's something personal. Maybe it's a place you went. But knowing how to pithily say, let's, let, let me try to think of somebody really boring um, I don't want to be a judgment, you know, judging anybody for being boring, but let's just find like, you know, an accountant. Okay. Uh, nobody's like running across the street to meet an accountant and no offense to accountants because accountants, by the way, I could not be an accountant way too hard for me. I'm not good at that kind of thinking, but even if you're an accountant and it's a little boring, you could say, you know, I am an accountant and I focus on companies in the food sector. And I'm also because of that really passionate about food and cuisine. And I love reading about food and cuisine and cooking things that I find online. You just took something boring accounting and you made it interesting and people can connect with you on that. Maybe they say, oh, my friend has a restaurant, you know, they need an accountant, whatever it is. But you get my point. Try to spice it up. Accounting may not be sexy, but if you have some cool clients or they, you know, maybe you work in a cool geography, you can make it sexy. Number two, be chill. So I have to say in some of these Zooms, when I'm meeting these cool people, um, scientists or actors or whatever, I'm just sort of like in the beginning, I definitely was a bit of a stalkery or a little, I was standing everybody. I wanted to like DM them, be like, oh, I love your work. Don't do that. Be chill. Nobody likes that. It's a little much. So you know, I think I've told you on the show before, like I just get excited. I've had to learn just chill out. Just get to know people for who they are. Don't focus on their work so much. It's just, it creates this weird dynamic where like you're the fan and they're the star and people aren't there for that. They're, they are looking for authentic connection and they're looking to meet people who are their equals. And so you want to sort of connect in that way. Number three, don't be transactional. Some people, especially in networking, it's like immediately they're like, well, how can I help you? And uh, uh, I, I, that question always kind of freaks me out. It's like, well, if I knew, I would ask you, right? So I think just recognizing that it, it sometimes it's just good enough to chat. And then if something comes out of that, great. Uh, that's a great thing to do. So just transactional kind of networking, especially in Zoom where you, you know, it's just like not even in person. It's not one-on-one -on -one necessarily. Don't do it. Number four, 
do look for areas where you can help. So if you do have an area of common interest and the person's doing something, you're that accountant and you meet a chef, you say, oh, if you, you know, by the way, if you ever need help with your accounting, let me know. I always say to people, listen, if you want to talk about entrepreneurship or if you want to talk about podcasting where I've spent tons of hours learning what I'm doing, I'm, like, I'm, I'm here, hit me up. Um, no pressure, right? But just offering a little bit of a, a help. People, if they like you and if they're interested in the topic, they'll take you up on it and then you can have a more, uh, you can start building, I guess, a more 360 relationship, which is always good if you like the people. And finally, don't be afraid to ask for help. So yeah, maybe if somebody asks you, do you need help? And you're like, I don't know. You don't want to necessarily just invent something. But if you do need help, ask for help. I mean, don't ask for money. <laughs> I've had people who I get, you know, lots of mail from folks who read my books and they're like, invest in my project. I'm like, whoa, I don't even know you. Um, that's not how I do things. If you read my books, you know, that's not how I do things, but just, you know, people ask for help all the time. And if you make it easy for somebody to help you, they say, oh, you know, I have a question. If you can email me back your thoughts, happy to do it. If you want a four hour zoom with me, that's a whole other thing. Um, but you know, I think being unafraid to ask for help and I do this all the time. I used to be so afraid to ask for help. I was taught to be very self-sufficient. I have learned that asking for help, it is a magical superpower that by the way, the most powerful people, people who grew up with tons of resources, tons of support, tons of stuff, they they don't think a minute about asking for help. They're asking for help from everybody. It's like people like me who kind of were taught to be super self-sufficient, we struggle. And so you may be that person. Try to move beyond that. We all need help. Ask for help. All right. That is another episode of After Hours uh, in the can. I hope you learned something today. I hope you will take some of this into your Zoom and real life interactions. And I will see you on Thursday on the next episode of FOMO Sapiens. FOMO. Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 